take place. So uh, my wife said we have some pictures up here. Um, can we do this? So we went to this um, conference, Supernatural <laughs> Leadership Conference we went to. So you know what happens when you encounter the supernatural? You become another man. So, so like King Saul, I became another man this week. So I think we went to the birthday party, and um, the theme of it was uh, superheroes. So the church had done a 4th uh, of July thing with superhero, uh, so they had some suits. So since I look like Robert Downey Jr. anyway, <laughs> I, put on the, I put on the Iron Man one. And uh, which one did you have on? Oh, he was he was Captain Captain America's because he, he's a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, Robert Downey Jr. smaller. Anyway, uh, so and and then and then Luke had what, what did he have? Superman, I think. Yeah, he had a hard time filling that one out. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and uh, mine filled out in the wrong parts. But but anyway, but but we so we we had fun. We took on some pictures and and uh, um, see. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to take all that padding out that was normally in that to make room for my arm, by the way. Huh? <laughs> no, it's really fun. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's another one. Oh, see? Yeah, that wasn't a good one. Let's <laughs> go on to the next one. That's too much of a side profile. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm so grateful for, for everybody being here today. You know, I, I'm excited about what God's doing. And uh, what have we been talking about for a few weeks now? Connection. And I, I am really excited about this. I believe, you know, right when you begin to uh, declare something from the word, what, what, does, what did Jesus say about that? He said, that, man, stuff comes to steal it from you. And, and, and so... You know, a lot of times when we start talking about something, you might feel challenged in the very area that we're talking about it. And um, we, aren't, we don't follow how we're feeling about stuff. We follow the Word of God, right? And so I'm excited. You know, there, there's some challenges. We, man, we had some challenges yesterday, like Pastor Kim said. And I think Sandra had some things going on with her voice or something. And, and um, you know what? We do just, we're not moved by what we, we see. We're not moved by what we feel. And so I declare, and but I, I'm, it's good to feel it too. You know, it's, it's good to have that sense of, of of connecting and being. And this is so critical, man. You can. I don't encourage anybody, but if you happen to watch the news at all, <laughs> or if you happen to to get on your Fox app or whatever, you know, okay, I, I let that slip. So, but if you if you're looking at at any of that. Man, what are we getting surrounded with right now? I mean, it's it's perilous, you know. I don't know what people are doing without what we have, uh, because what I think is really cool about this is, man, I'm not losing a thing. You know, you can take the whole world, and I'm still good. Um, that's the reality. But we have to we have to be connected with the right things if our hearts are connected to the world 
uh, it's very unstable. And we're, we're very susceptible to fear, to worry, to anxiety, and all these things. But I'm so thankful that we've been given an opportunity, but it's up to us to connect to it. Amen? And it's up to us to say, I'm going to live in another realm. You know, uh, when, when these kind of things happen, we're told to lift up our eyes because our redemption is coming near. That means the completion of what Jesus began. Aren't you glad there's more <laughs> than just this? I'm, I'm grateful Jesus is coming. We're gonna, we're gonna go to heaven. We're gonna, it's not, it's not, we're just not escaping, but we are. We don't have to, you know, I, I think, I, I'm really confident that a lot of the things that look perilous to us right now can't happen until we're gone because we are too much of a, of a factor. We're making too much of a difference. You know, we, we had times of prayer down in Louisiana where, you know, it's powerful. You pray, and you, you're praying for specific things, and it's making a difference. Amen? But it's so critical. <laughs> it's so critical to be connected to the right things right now and to not take this lightly. But a connection is something that is continual. You know, if you want the lights to be on, you have to leave them plugged in. You know? <laughs> You have to make that connection and keep it going. So we've got, if you want to put that, that we started this during our connection fast, and I'll just put it up real quick. So this is what we had initially, and I don't know if it, how many of y'all have seen this, but this is the heart of God for us to be seen in him together, that we all make up the image of Christ. So that's what we're going towards, amen? And so today I want to, I, I want to talk about an aspect of connecting to God that sometimes we can feel resistant to, or we can feel like it's, it's not something we want to be a part of, but it is critical, or we do not connect to God without connecting to his heart of being giving. He has a giving heart. Aren't you glad? <laughs> that this is who he is. And so you can find out where somebody's heart is by where their treasure is, right? And that's going to be our first scripture, so you'll know where it's coming, right? But and you find out where the heart of God is by where he put his treasure. Where did he put his greatest treasure? He put it in a gift that he gave to us. Man, it, you know, just the revelation of that will lift you up out of darkness. It'll make you be happy about who you are. That the God of creation valued you so much. His heart is are surrounded or you're, you're, you are surrounded by his heart so much that he gave the treasure of Jesus to connect with you. That's his purpose in doing it. He didn't just do it to, to be a nice guy. Right? What was his purpose in giving Jesus? He wanted relationship. He wanted, God loves us. You know, we were praying about that this morning. I think Melanie might have mentioned it this morning in prayer, how, how it's amazing that God loves us. He really, he, he's excited about each person that's here today. He really cares about us. <laughs> so you can find out where somebody's heart is by following the money trail, right? Uh, but, but you know, it's hard, hard to represent that you're really into fishing if you don't have a bunch of fishing gear. It's hard to represent that you're into hunting. This guy is a hunter. 
And you know, he doesn't just tell me he's a hunter. He shows me a picture of a lion that he shot in Africa. A full body mount too, right? That's what we need pictures of. <laughs> Why? I, I know where Jay's heart is. <laughs> is that true? You know, because that's where you put your, what's of value to you. That, and it's not bad that we have things that w- our hearts are into. But if we're going to get connected to God, if we're going to get connected to his body, it's really hard to claim that we are without there being a paper trail. Amen? That you're not going to be connected to a God and say, he's my God and, and I serve him and he's everything to me if there's not any skin in the game. <laughs> right? There's going to be something that's connected. I'm just trying to make this complete. Can you see I'm trying to make this completely natural? I mean, it just makes sense. This isn't about this isn't about just being religious and saying you have to do something. It's far from that. It's our heart. Yeah. It's hard for me to, you know. It's, I, I think about it this way. You know, it's hard for me to represent that you're in love with somebody if there's no value associated with that. Now, you know, there's different ways that this is going to be. Now, I, we're just talking about money here, but what is the most valuable thing that we have? It's time, isn't it? Uh, that's just that's going down the drain all the time. <laughs> you know, it's just it's going away from us real fast. And where are we spending your time? You can find out where somebody's heart is by where they're spending their time. Right? You can sp- find out where somebody's heart is by who they choose to associate with. Right? Now. It's not that we can't be friends with certain people, but you can't have both and and then not and say you're friends with God and not be spending any time. (laughs) There's going to have to be a connection there. So let's go through a few things, and and I I believe these scriptures will be good uh, because I really believe there's a necessity of of seeing. We just we did a wonderful confession over our, our our giving today. Why do we give? Why is that that a necessity in our life? It's not just because we're told to. And it's not just because it's already God's and and all. I mean, it already is. Everything that we have came from God. Amen? Why is it? Because that's where my heart is. And the more your heart is there, the more there's a potential for it to have a return when you give. Amen? So... The heart is connected to its treasure. So if God's really going to be our life, there's going to have to be some money. There's going to have to be some value uh, associated with that, right? But here's what I found out, that anything I put some value into, if you're into bird dogs, if you're into hunting, if you're into fishing, why do you do that? Because you get a, a return on it, don't you? There's a, there's, a, there's a joy in living that you get from that. And it's actually kind of as much as you put into it is what you get out. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Same way with a relationship. As much as you put into it. If you want things to get better in a relationship, what are you putting into it? Right? So Matthew 6, 19. <clears throat> Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. 
where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where uh, neither thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So here's what's a really cool thing about this is Jesus has given us a clue that if you do have a heart problem, you can do something about it. You can start changing where you're putting your value. Right? Yeah, that's great. So you don't have to just be condemned because you haven't been. You can say, oh, I can make a change. If I want to know God better, how do I connect better to him? I start putting more value into him. I, I start seeing there as, a, as, a, as an investment into him. Do you see this? You know, sometimes it's, it's easy to see when the offering's being, re- oh, they're just wanting to get, take my money. It's not about that. It's like, where is your heart? Because, and that's a great opportunity because the more your heart is into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Amen? <clears throat> and I'm so, and again, I'm so thankful Jesus gave us the example of this. He didn't just say, do, do it. He came and gave himself for us. He said, I want to connect with you so much. Amen? I want to connect with you so much that I don't want you just to come down and say, Jesus, be my Lord, sign on a card, and go, because of grace is so wonderful, go live however you want to live from this point on. I want to live with you. I want to move and have my being inside of you. Amen? (laughs) So let's go to Genesis 14, 20. So so there's there's a uh, something that happened with Abraham. He went out and he fought this battle and he defeated this enemy for his, for his nephew. And, and he actually got a lot of spoils from it. And he, when he came back, there was a couple different king, kings that met him. And the king of, of Sodom wanted to give him some things. And he said, well, I, I'm not going to receive anything from you because then I would have to say that my blessing came from you. And, only, and I am only blessed from God. And then another king came out, a king from Salem, and he actually did something that started a trend in giving that we, that we refer to now, and it said he gave a tenth. He gave a tenth of all the spoils to this king. In Hebrews, it refers to this later on, and it says it's a representation of Christ. But, so a lot of times we can get caught up when we call this the, the, the tithe, the tenth, and, and it actually becomes a part of the law later on. But at the beginning here, it's just representing what Abraham's heart is. And he says, it, this came from God. It's all God's. I'm just going to return a fraction of it. And when it becomes that, that fraction of it, that's just like the beginning step into this. It's like, how much do you care? Well, tenth. That would be a pretty good much. How, how much. how much do we care about the government? <laughs> how much do we give to the government? It's, we're made to, right? And we see some value there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> but, but so a lot of times there's, we can get caught up with this tenth amount. We can, and, and if we're, we're staying faithful to that, that, that's fine. But let's just look here in Genesis 14, 20 and look at this. It says, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. This is the king of Salem talking to him, and this is what Abraham does in return. And he gave him a tenth of all. 
This was way before the law. This was just a representation of Abraham's heart. He said, I'm going to give this. I'm not expecting anything back. I'm just giving this because it's, and he gave it unto the Lord. So it began a trend. And so um, a lot of times we can get stuck on that. That can be our pattern and that's fine. But what, how much, how much of our heart does God have? Are we saying, God, tenth, that's all you're going to get. Because that, that's all I have to give because of, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> and it's not about a fraction. It's about your heart. How much of your heart does God have? And so it's a good place to get started, right? But let's look over Let's, let's go down a little bit further. Let's go to 1 Chronicles 29. And let's see what, what David, how David was with this. Who is David called? He's called the man after God's own what? That sounds like he really, you know what's amazing to David, about David to me, is how he took this law of Moses and saw it as not a religious bondage, but as a relationship liberation, enablement. Isn't that amazing? I mean, he writes Psalm 119, and all he's, he's going on and on about is the law that, that he loves. Why does he love it so much? It's because it enables him to pour his heart into God. He said, every time I respond to what God says, I'm connecting with God. I'm secured in God. And so what was his heart? His heart was to, to, to make a house for God. And remember, it got to the end of his life, and he wasn't able to do it because of, of blood that was on his hands, right? But what did he do when he got ready to do something unto the Lord? He wasn't looking at fractions of anything. <laughs> we, we saw some of these numbers that were, were presented about what these were when we were down there. I forget what they were. We're talking billions of dollars, Extra, just beyond what you can imagine. Well, let's read this in, in uh, 1 Chronicles 29. Uh, secured heart connection and joyful unlimited offering. This is what it does to you right away when it's your heart giving unto God. <clears throat> but who am I? So this is what, this is what had happened. So uh, they were getting ready to, to build the, the house of the Lord. And man, I think this is what's really cool. When they got ready to, to come up with plans for the temple, God gave them the plans. Isn't that amazing? Gave them all the dimensions and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're fixing to do here. We're, we're fixing to have some new buildings going on. We're fixing to have some new stuff happen. We're going to say, God, show us what you want us to do. Amen? But then for that to take place, it requires natural things on this earth. And so much of the time, we get connected to natural things on this earth, like they're, if, if we lose them or we give them up, that we're actually losing something. But we're really what we're doing is we're gaining an eternal thing in the process. So David had an understanding of this, and he said, I I'm getting ready to do something for God. We're not going to do this small, because the plans include gold, all kinds of, y'all have read that, haven't you? All the description of the temple, all the things that should take place. If you go a little bit, bit earlier in this, in this chapter, it talks about it. All the stuff that was brought in, and it was brought in from where? Well, David did a lot of it, but then his men did it too. 
And what they were bringing in, they weren't saying, okay, it's time to tithe again. No, they were saying, let's give unto the Lord. $2.5 billion. Oh, that was the, the, the men, right? David gave $1.5 billion, and, and his men gave $2.5 billion. Isn't that amazing? So partly why I wanted to do this is to contrast Abraham's tithe to David's giving. And this wasn't just sacrifices. This wasn't, this wasn't for him. It was completely unto the Lord. It was the giving of abundance. And what happened when they did that, they, they had uproarious praise and rejoicing in giving. Isn't that amazing? And what happened in that moment was a connection with the God's purpose for their life that's established even today. Amen? So we'll look at some hap- things that happened with this, but let's, 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 uh, let's, let's go on here just a little bit. Uh, let, let me read this. So this is what happened. They had done these, and now this is, this is uh, David's prayer of, of praise at the end of this offering. Just listen to this. This is really awesome. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? Isn't that an awesome heart? It's like... It's such a privilege. Who are we to even be able to do this? That, that we have the resources to do this. That's just a miracle in itself. For all things come from you. And of your own we have given you. Isn't that amazing? It's not like, hey, I'm, I'm just giving you a tip here, God. Thanks a lot for what you've been doing for me lately. No, it's like, all, this is all yours. And I'm just amazed that I can give it to you now. Amen? For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. Isn't this? He's having an understanding that what this stuff is is all temporal anyway. You might as well get connected. Use it to get connected with the eternal. Amen? Oh, Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and is all your own. Isn't that amazing? That's where the joy of giving can come. You can say, God, you've given me something, and now I can let go of thinking it's mine at all, and I can use it to connect with you. It does not have my heart. You have my heart. Follow this paper trail. Follow this. Look in this closet and see what has my heart. Amen? I know also, my God, that you test the heart. See, this is the thing. He he knows this heart element of what they're doing. Amen? He says, you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now, with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. Isn't that amazing? You know what David did in this process? Is he led the people in a connection to God. This is my desire, and this is each one of us. You cannot pursue the heart of God in the giving of your heart without it affecting somebody else around you. It will affect somebody else. And it will not be for loss. It will be for gain. Amen? 
O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart. It keeps going back to the establishing of the treasure of the heart. Isn't that cool? And what we're doing in this, in this giving attitude is we're connecting with God. We're never going to get there until we get into the giving of these things. Amen? And in and fix their heart toward you. Isn't that awesome? All right, it's not done. And give my son. So what this whole process is, is it the transition between David and Solomon, right? He's, David can't build the temple, but he gets all the resources. He takes up the offering. He's the, he's the, he's the Mark Hankins of, of, of getting ready to build the temple. He can take up an offering. So he takes up the offering, and, and then he, he prays his prayer. over. It. It's just this amazing, passionate prayer unto God that, God, you have my heart because you have everything that you've already given to me. <laughs> I'm not holding on to anything. And give my son Solomon a loyal what? Heart. This is how we connect our heart to God. To keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes. To do all these things and to build the temple for which I have made provision. Isn't that amazing? Now, what if they had just shown up and said, hey, we're just going to have a praise and worship service? Um, don't worry about an offering. This is just praise and worship. We're just going to have a good time. And they come in and have a wonderful praise and worship, sing all the latest greats and smoke and lights and everything else. And then, and then uh, <laughs> they say, and you say, there you go, God. You got it all. Now, fix our hearts on you. There's just something wrong with that. Because a heart isn't just in a song. It's a heart in something that you value in your life. Your heart is connected to what your treasure is. Amen? So it's going to take much more than just a religious act. It's going to take something that's of real value to you. So what happened to Solomon? And this is kind of a tragedy to me. He was given everything, wasn't he? But what was he told? He was told... Don't worship any other gods. And we'll get to this in a little bit. But, but what did he do? He gave it all up. There was a risk in it because what did he do? He allowed other gods to be occupying his heart. He gave himself into other things. Too many women. All I need is one. All right. The degree of connection is determined by the degree of investment. How y'all doing? This is good, isn't it? Are we getting connected? Yes. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes where? In his heart. Not grudgingly or, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So it's not about a fraction. It's not about the amount. It's about the heart. And what, what I think is really cool about this is it starts off with saying, the limits of this are all in your court. How much do you want to get into it? You know? I like to relate this a lot of times to, to any skill that you have. You know, how, how good do you, do you want to be at tennis? 
How, how good do you want to be at sewing? How good do you want to be at playing, you know, Robin, we, we connect on this a little bit. How good do you want to be on, on playing? What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to invest. And there's a direct correlation to how good you end up or how much you enjoy or you benefit from that thing based upon how much you invest in it. Amen? You know, for one thing, uh, you know, on a, on, a, on a natural level, I played my first year in college with this old uh, Yamaha guitar that my dad got me at a pawn shop. And um, I think I paid 80 bucks for it, you know. <laughs> but I had some financial aid in, in college. So I actually used my financial aid at the end of my, my freshman year to buy this new guitar, I think it was $2,700. It retailed for like $4,800. And it would probably be, it might be ten or 20000 now. I mean, they just, they're crazy expensive. But it makes all the difference in the world what you're playing. And you can decide, well, I, it's a guitar. But how much do I want to develop that skill? And then what am I going to do once I get it? I don't just get it and say, well, I got the guitar now. No, I, I, let, I, I let each investment become a reason for more investment, <laughs> you know? It, then it's, it's, not just about, it's not just about that thing anymore. Now my time is going to be given into it. And boy, this actually really correlates well with all this. Because the more you give into the kingdom of, of material things, this is why it starts with this. It's really hard to, to get beyond this. Jesus watched in the temple when they were giving an offering, and they said, okay, Where's your heart, really? This lady gave a large portion of what she had. It wasn't very much, but it, it, it was all she had. And, it, and it, it was represented so amazingly. Amen? But there's this direct correlation by how much if, to how much you're going to get out. And it all has to do with the heart. Isn't that interesting? That it's not just about a, an amount. And, and, you know, there's some people here I won't point out. But, but, you know, God starts moving in you in this way. And you start taking the limits off. You start seeing, you become like a farmer. You know what a farmer does? <laughs> they don't want to just have a little patch in the backyard. They start looking at every field that's around them as a potential for more. Is it just a potential to have it? No, it's to plant. It's to produce on it. Amen? And when it talks about this, it's like you keep reading down here and it says, and God will give seed to somebody that's going to do something with it. Amen? You're going to be a farmer that has an ability to produce a whole bunch because you're putting your heart in the right place. All right. Oh. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. That you always having all sufficiency. Don't you like the alls? They just put all every, everywhere in there. So it's like I just don't get stuck on an all word. In all things may have an abundance for what? Every good work. You know when I saw this in, in light of this. You know there's, there's other things in our life that we need an abundance for. We need abundance in relationships. 
We need, we need abundance in how we are spending our time. We need the wisdom. We need the understanding on how to do that. You start investing your heart in the right place, and now your heart's going to follow the direction that takes you in every good work. It's not just about money. God wants to deliver us from this, this, this barrier of money and allow his abundance to come in and overwhelm everything. That's what connecting to, to a God. He's a God who, of more than enough. He's not a God of fractions. <laughs> he's, a, he's an exponential God. He takes what, what he takes the whole and he expounds upon it. <laughs> he doesn't take a fraction of the whole. Amen? He makes it great. Can we go to Galatians? Just a few more here. So again, this is not just going to be, and this is why it's so important, if we're going to connect to God and connect to his body, there's going to need to be this, this thing that does start with the resources that are already his that are, we're blessed to have in our life. And he's wanting us to have the understanding that, that when we return them to him, it's like planting in a field. There's going to be a harvest from that. Amen? This is not a constraint. It's a liberation. It's a freedom. It's an opportunity to connect with the, this amazing God that has no limits. Amen? But then it doesn't just stop there. The reason why this is so necessary is it, you know, it, it, once you open up your heart to giving, it doesn't just stop with resources. It, stop, it, it, it includes everything else that's of great value. Okay. So Galatians 6. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. Okay, a lot of times we just start thinking about money right away, but let's just look about everything else in our life. Amen? Because God, God's all about that. Jesus didn't come and just give us a bunch of money. <laughs> right? He laid down his life. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. And he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And here's the thing. You, whether you realize it or not, all of us are already farmers. We're already sowing. We're already spending time. We're already spending money. We're already spending, spending time with people. We're already developing relationships. So we're not, it's not that we're not, all, not sowers yet. Oh, I got to become a sower. Uh, but that's not my thing. I just like shoes. <laughs> it's, no, you are a sower already. And now we can just say, okay, how do, how do I become a sower in the kingdom? And not just sow to my flesh. Not just so to things that I just want. Amen? Because all, all the things of the flesh will, they, they just, they reap things that are corruptible that will, will pass away. But he who sows to the Spirit will reap those things that are of the Spirit. So to connect to God, we're going to have to connect to the things that he's about. Amen? Let's keep reading here. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in Due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, so as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So this becomes a pattern of your life. What I like about this passage is it's not just talking about resources. It's talking about our life. 
To connect to the heart of a God that gives like he's given, we have to get the heart of a giver like his. Amen? Okay, let's keep going. Psalm 1. So invested in companionship. Blessed is the man, and this is something I just want to encourage us with, is that where we are bonding our hearts, there's a giving of resources, and then there's a giving of, of your heart in a relationship. Do you see how, how there's a value in that? When you allow somebody, and sometimes we have a difficult, we can have a difficulty with that. We can, we can have experiences where we, we get to where we can shut down. We don't allow somebody into our life, right? And that can be an issue also. But there's a necessity for there to be companions that we have in this life that enhance our life. That are a part of the kingdom. And that's where you're connecting to the body of Christ. He says, I don't want to just be your head. I want to be your body too. And that person next to you is the one that, you, that gets to be my body. Amen? Um, but it's very important. We already are having relationships of some kind. And it's very important that we discern whether those are things that are connecting us to the heart of God. Because one of the biggest things that will take us out... Man, this hit me yesterday. One of the biggest challenges we have in our life are relationships. Either relationships are taking us closer to God, and it's not that we just put con, you know, we just blame somebody, but how we're dealing in those will either take us closer to God, and it has to do with how we're giving. That's why love has to become such a great part of this. But we also choose, and and Psalms, I I wrote this song that the kids liked uh, based upon this. Um, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Isn't it interesting? I, I noticed this when he's talking about sitting with people that are providing you with information. Having a companion, having a relationship. You know, I, I see this also as being something, and, and I, this is really critical for us, so if you can kind of listen. What you are entertaining yourself with as far as information. This can be uh, movies. It can be any kind of thing that you're allowing, because w- you are not unsusceptible to information that you're taking in. What you're doing is you're giving your heart to it. Especially if you're being entertained by it. And if there's a relationship, it's this way also. If that, when you're giving yourself to a relationship, it's either corruptible or it's of the spirit. And it's very critical to connecting to the heart of God. You can't be connected to the heart of God and be connected to, you know, in one passage it talks about being connected to a harlot. You know, you can't have both. You can't have both those relationships. But he delights in the law of the Lord. So what I saw there's, it's blessed, you're blessed to not do, communicate and be hanging out in areas and, and being entertained. Now we're going to have relationships with people, but who are you giving your heart to? That's where the giving side of it needs to be understood. Do they really have my heart? Do I care about them in such a way that they have my heart? Because if so, what they say is going to be something that affects me. You see that? 
And again, this is something that we're, any kind of information that we're taking in, it becomes very critical. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Now, this is talking about listening to somebody that, in this case, it was talking about the resurrection, I believe. There's somebody that was preaching that there wasn't a resurrection. <laughs> so he's saying, oh, he's, he's a preacher. Can I hang out with him? Can I? You know what? Well, we have to be careful what we're giving our heart to, even in ministry, and allowing to come in and, and speak into our hearts. We can't just listen to anything. Because there's a connection you're making when you give yourself to instruction. Okay, do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionship, and I use the amplified here because this is this is something that you're actually having communion with somebody. That means, hey, who am I going to go out to eat with? This is discretionary stuff. What are you choosing? What are you? Who are you asking to be uh, around the table with you? What are you discussing when you get around the table? Because it'll, it'll either draw you closer to God. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but this kind of stuff is, is challenging. Either we take this and we say it's from God and we allow it to bring correction in our life. And every time we allow this to happen, it will be something that draws us to God. This is why sometimes we, we refer to these kind of things as sacrifices. Because sometimes we're going to have to cut some things off. Amen? Um. Evil companionship, communion, associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. So what we're giving ourselves to, it's not just something that we're going to be able to handle. <laughs> like a politician that has a whole bunch of political revenue that he thinks he can dis distribute wherever. You know, it's like, oh, it won't matter if I kind of compromise. No, it matters. Every decision to give a heart to another companionship that's not taking you closer to God is one that's separating you from connection with him. And, and again, this is not really fun stuff, but it's true. And it's the answer. <laughs> All right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 25. And everybody's just rejoicing. Everybody's doing some backflips and everything. This is really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So what we're doing, the, and the whole purpose of this is not, not to, to become religious and constrained, to be, but to be del, uh, delivered into a place of abundance, not just in our resources. Because, you know, some people want to just do this in the area of finances. But it needs to not stay in the, just in the area of finances. You know, there, there's, God's faithful in some of these things. They will produce. But it's not meant to just be in that. It's meant to be in all areas of life. God is able to, to make a grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, in all good works, that you're abounding in good. Yes. Amen? Yes. That sounds like a good connection to me. Yes. That sounds like something that when the world is falling down around us <laughs> and wars and rumors of wars and everything else, oh, our anchor is held yes. because we've placed it there we've that's where we put our our resources that's where our treasure is when they come looking for our treasure we say it's already established it's already safe yeah. amen 
so that there should be no division or discord. What does that sound like? Disconnect. That there should be no disconnect. This is the heart of God, isn't it? Or lack of adaptation of the parts of the body to each other. But the members all alike should have a mutual interest in and care for one another. This comes from this attitude of giving. It's where your heart is. It's established in resources that we have. And you can follow the paper trail to a heart. And when that heart is established in the kingdom, it will be connected to the body. And you can do something about that. Amen? All right, one more. I just want to um, finish with, with Jesus' passionate prayer. John 17, 23. In I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. This is the purpose of the incredible treasure we've been given in the life of God in Christ. Amen? It's for this unity. And even in this prayer, there's this, there's this passionate giving of Jesus' heart, isn't there? To connect to that, to fulfill this, to, to fulfill this prayer, to fulfill this purpose that we saw in Corinthians there, is to embrace, participate, grow, expand this heart of giving. Amen? To where it becomes a joyful thing. You're so excited about what's taking place in that. Amen? This is where our strength comes. In, in, in whatever storm's coming our way. Amen? That when you're connected, when you've invested, when your anchor is secure there, it's going to be secure all around. We are a body that's strong in him as we have this. Amen?